Have you ever asked a question simply for the sake of? Have you ever looked at a microscope and seen math, done that math, and thought, ah, three? Have you ever looked at a book and thought, eh? Have you ever peed to find something out? Have you ever looked inside yourself and thought, eh, guts? If your answers to these questions were no, or yes, or sure I guess, or maybe, or no for the other ones, and yes for the ones you said no to, or okay, or sup, perhaps you and I should become a listener and the guy doing the speaking about it to you, which is to say, hello from podcast, perhaps you are ready to explore these bewilderments, these scientifics, these Yes. Hi, welcome to the Small Beans Program, Bewilderments and Scientifics. This podcast series is an ongoing conversation with the prolific and brilliant Professor Scott Bug, Doctor of Wonder at Oxfordshire upon What's Bubbly, currently teaching all of it, just everything, at the University of Swindy at the Wubs Bubble campus. I am your host, Abe Epperson. I have no scientific degree, but have long been in love with physics, biology, and the scientific method. I only hope to act on behalf of all of us as an intermediate, choosing topics and asking questions we all hope to understand more fully. And to enlighten us, I'd like to introduce the Professor Scott Bug. Hello. I'm Professor of Scientifics at the Runtel Collegiate Center of Academies, Professor of Mathlings at the University of Jail, and Doctor of Teaching at the Real Good School. My full name is Scotrianus Hello Bug, though you may call me, you know, whatever. <clears throat> Today's topic is sound, uh, which I think is kind of suiting for our first episode, as we're coming to you, the audience, from the wonder of sound. Now, um... Forgive me if I get anything wrong or feel free to uh, interrupt, Professor. Yes, of course. As I understand it, sound cannot exist in a vacuum as it needs a medium to travel through. Air, of course, being the one we're the most familiar with. But it technically travels through any matter, liquid, gas, or solid. I'd like you, uh, my first question, I guess, is to discuss kind of how sound forms and what physical interactions are fundamentally at its source. Magnificent question. Thank you so much. Thanks. See, the beautiful, the, the, the wondrous, the, the confusing thing about sound is that more than anything, it is heard. But what is hearing? Well, the Mesopotamians called it look noise. We, of course, now know that was just a bunch of really accurate terms. You may know it better as light but not. I prefer look noise, of course. The Americans call it hubbubbery, though in Detroit it's referred to as sound. The delicate nature of sound is perhaps its most glorious. Sounds are formed by the silks from the smallest thing known to man, spiders. And those little spideys are made of worms. Now, they weave the silk from their, part of my language, behinds, into intricate and fascinating soundscapes. It's what you hear when the rain falls, when a baby laughs, when a different baby laughs differently, or simply when the wind blows. These, of course, are merely four of the currently 12 documented sounds in existence. Hmm. Now, that number 12 is quite interesting, isn't it? Now, will, will it go up one day? 
Current models say, oh boy, hope so. Will it go down another day? I don't even want to think about it. But 12 is significant because it's also the number of tiny little wee spiders needed to make one strand of silk. These spideys do a fun little dance that modern science is just really into. We love the dance. And then, after what seems like an amount of time, a strand of silk is formed. The silk, it twists, it stretches, it remains still, and yet it travels through air, otherwise known as a vacuum. You got that one quite wrong, young lad. Now, oh. once in the air, or liquid, or solid, all types of vacuums, this silk shoots all the way up to every creature on the planet's ear, and using a form of telepathy, or telepathy, as they say in Detroit, combined with good guessing, receives a message from the Spideys, and the silk finally whispers, Hey. Our brains interpret this hey to be whatever the sound was, be it rain falling, a baby laughing, a different baby laughing, etc. Now, how our brains transform the hey into those sounds is quite fascinating as well, but perhaps better for another time. This time, the transformation happens via electricity. Thank you. Wow. Uh, thank you for preparing that, uh, Professor. I'm full of, of questions. Uh, I want to talk more about the strands of silk that are yes, made into tiny little wee spiders. Yes, yes. You say they do a fun dance that we're all into, but what happens when the dance they do isn't fun to us anymore? Oh, uh, I, starting off pretty seriously uh, off the bat, okay? That's, yeah, I, well... No, that's the scientifics are a very serious mm, business, so mm. I understand. Now, obviously we do love the dance, okay? I don't want to say, I don't want to besmirch the dance. We love okay. the dance. Sometimes, as you've noted, it cannot be very fun. This is deafening. Right. Have you heard of a, of a, a sensory deprivation chamber? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where they put you like in a tank uh, of like I believe water or something like that, and they yes, they just a va- a limit all like of your water, senses, exactly. right? Yes, yes. They put you in a vacuum like water, a vacuum like air, oxygen, things like that, and right. you cannot hear, you cannot see, you cannot feel, you cannot think, you cannot sing. In your heart, you can, but not out loud, which is the saddest moment of them all. Now these chambers, these chambers are run on when the dance gets not very fun. So, oh. in nature... How does that work exactly? Well, so, you're, you're sitting there, you're watching the dance, and the dance creates the, the, the silk from, again, I, I don't know how, how crude we're, we're going to be on this. They're behinds. They're behinds, thank it's, you very it's much. Fine. Thank yeah, you. It's okay. fine. Okay. We don't I, have to bleep on this podcast. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful I got through saying that without giggling like a little schoolboy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, this is a podcast. This isn't like TV. Uh, yes, 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 so, yes. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not on uh, WQFM, you know, doing, mm-hmm. uh, doing mm-hmm. our, our, our top ten countdowns of the mm-hmm. the shaky butt song. I do love song, your countdowns, you know? though. Oh, of course. Well, we'll get to those I do later. Love them. I've got. I we I will be sharing my playlists later if anyone is interested in that. Mm-hmm. But so these sounds are not. That's the thing, isn't it? In nature, let's say you're walking through a forest and you and you think to yourself, if a tree falls here. Does it make a sound? Right. I was I was going to ask that later. Yeah. Could you go into that? Well, so the 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 like all things ever, these are related. Okay. So you are in the you are in 
the forest and you're walking along and you hear the crunchy crunch of the leaves beneath your feetsy feet. Now, that sound, of course, is the fun little dance the spideys are doing. Spooling the silk right. together, sending it to your ears. Yeah? Yeah? Right. Yeah. Now... Right. Okay. Right. But when, when the tree falls, though, and let's say, in this case, you do not hear the tree fall, right? Is it because you weren't there? Is it because you were the only one there? Is it because nothing is around? No, it's because the Spideys were there and they were a bit lonely, feeling a bit sad, and so their dance got a little less fun, yeah? Oh. They dance when they're around others. That gives them the energy, or electricity as we like to call it, that mm -hmm. fuels the dancing. Yeah. So their loneliness, the spiders and the little wee spiders and their loneliness is why it may not be fun to us anymore. Yes, exactly. Okay. It's no okay. longer fun to us because they're no longer having fun because they feel lonely, <clears throat> which is why we take these spideys made of the little worms. We put them in their mm. own little chamber and we put mm. mirrors there. Yeah. So they yeah. think, oh, well, this is, oh, well, there are only spiders here in this room. And that makes mm -hmm. them sad. They don't know that anyone's mm -hmm. in the deprivation chamber. They don't know right. anything beyond this mirrored room of too many spideys. And so they dance a bit sadly. And then you don't hear anything. The sounds are gone. So let's get on the other side of the spectrum. Mm. What makes music so much fun to dance to? And, uh... Also, do you know, uh, like, when when was music invented? A common misconception is that music itself is sound. Now, okay. it makes it makes perfect sense because, in in a sense, we do hear it. Yeah, something gets gets the bones going. They get a little jiggly. Yeah, I'm I'm doing it right now. I'm jiggling my legs a little bit because I'm mm -hmm. thinking about dancing. I'm thinking about music. But this music, we think we hear. It's not actually sound. What it is, it's vibrations made okay. elsewhere. It's not the spidey silk. It's vibrations, yeah? So if, let's say, for example, I've got um, a single string, yeah, wrapped a, a wire, a coil, if you will. So okay. I've, I take this, and this is what they call um, a guitar string, yeah? You pull it, and right. it's coiled around, yeah? We know. And when you flick it, as you, as you know, you see, you see your um, your uh, your slashes, yeah, your your your, yeah. cl your Claptons, as it were. They uh -huh. they, uh -huh. they they take the fingies and they flick it, you know, and so yeah. you flick. And that creates yeah. vibrations. Yeah, so you flick you flick the string and you'll notice right. it moves. Yeah, that creates mm -hmm. vibrations. Yeah, you can see it. You can see it happening in real time if you flick it hard enough. Yeah, so. You pull that, and what that does, it, it creates electricity. Like I said, it's a coil. It's a wire that you're really pulling. You're pulling the yeah. wire together. You're flicking it, and you're sending from your finger. Because, we're again, we're all energy. We're all light. We're all made of the same mm -hmm. bits. We're all mm -hmm. made of the same stuffs, yeah? Mm -hmm. So you flick, you send a little bit of... A little, a little juice, as it were, a little electricity mm -hmm. into the string, and it causes it to vibrate. Now, that vibration intensifies it heats up and it sends light out the light goes into your eyeballs so you wow so you're saying that we see music we see music every day of our lives but the way our brains are wired the way everything is wired inside our skulls inside our little our guts and stuff mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. 
it's all mismatched on purpose. It's all kind of kind of wobbly, kind of just like this goes there, doesn't need to go there, but it does anyway. And then we figure it out uh, subconsciously. Yeah, when we when we sleep, we sort of work it out. Like, well, okay, tomorrow I know that this this little wire here inside my brain that goes from my guts down to my toe, and then from the toe to the stomach, and then the stomach, you know, to my ears. All these sort of mis mismatched little crossy cross wires. You figure it out. So you change the rules, and then the next day you're like, oh, now I understand. So we see sound, yeah, or yeah. sorry, music, vibrations. We, we see, and, no, um, no, 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 we see. And then once it. we see them later, we realize that uh, that it's music later after we kind of think about it and like internalize it. Is that what you're saying? Like, um, we don't know music is happening. We like figure it out later. We figure, yes. So, so we, I guess, uh, you know, everything is relative, right? So we, we figure right. it out later. But to us, later is like that moment right there yeah or or if you prefer uh, mm -hmm. that moment right there either that of one the, too. either of those okay. would be good examples so to us it's instant we uh, as you know, so you you're going to a, a club you know i'm a big mm -hmm. uh, i'm a big proponent of clubbing i don't do the clubbing but i mm -hmm. I, I i i think that we are all connected and we should all celebrate that pretty regularly yeah. and so mm -hmm. you go to the club and you hear the music start pumping yeah Mm -hmm. But what? But what goes along with the music that you hear? Uh, I don't know. It's the flashing lights in the floor. It's oh, the, flashing the flashing lights, lights in the ceiling. Yeah. It's the the flashing at you. That's where the music mm. is coming from. Yeah. Ah. Yes. So you got the person. You got you got the you got the DJ on stage. Yeah. He's he's flicking his strings, and that sends the light into the into the ceiling. You, in a split but, second, interpret it to be whatever song you feel like. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. This actually, this is great. You're doing my segues for me. Um, I wanted, cause we've all heard about the Doppler effect, right? Which is the sound of, for example, like an approaching train <clears throat> will pitch shift as it approaches and then it gets more distant, you know? Um, so you, there's kind of a, a famed opponent of sound design. I'm sure you know who he is. Uh, Professor Quigley Farnswoot. Uh, you familiar yeah, with he, per, yeah. the professor? I'm very yeah. familiar, so yes. He's famous for his everything is in the past theory. He argues that the longer distances are just farther away in time. So the reason that the pitch shift occurs is that everything is in the past. So do you find any credibility to that theory? Is it talking about the same kind of thing? Like, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm not, I don't, uh, I don't take well to... Um insulting other people's work or denying you okay. know uh, what they what they've done so i do want to uh, appreciate all the work that uh uh mm -hmm. uh mr Qu 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 quigley we call him quig um we are we are friendly quig. if he's listening hello quig how you doing <laughs> um i i know for a fact that his theory is bunk and he should be ashamed uh. of himself as well uh. um everything is not in the past everything is not in the future everything is not in the now those terms are meaningless but our brains have been trained through, uh, you know, billions and billions and trillions and trillions and trillions mm -hmm. and trillions and trillions mm -hmm. and trillions mm -hmm. and trillions of years of evolution to uh, just sort of like be like, yeah, get out of there, you know, out of you, yeah, you forget you, 
sound forget you thing over there so we know what is important subconsciously we know what is important to look at what is important to see slash hear all the look noises that we need Mm -hmm. we've been trained to focus on those things so as i mentioned to you you can hear my past noises as i'm saying my present noises and again the word past is sort of um not necessarily the right word but to help you understand so you're right now you're hearing thousands and thousands of my words at the same time but Mm -hmm. only when you think about it yeah because you've been trained to the point where now if you forget about it you're like ah get out of there shoo shoo there shoo away now you're just hearing what i'm saying right now which was now you're just hearing what i'm saying right now yeah just right now just right right now yeah uh, I think it's interesting you pointed out specifically as sounds rain falling, a mm. baby laughing, mm. and a different baby laughing. Mm. Um, you mentioned that there are 12 sounds, but you only named yeah. a few so far in this podcast. Are we allowed to discuss other sounds? Of course, of course. I mean, there's nothing off limits in the world of okay. science, in the right. world of scientifics, in the world of the many bewilderments and wonderosities that exist within those fields, of course. Right. But, so we can discuss some of the other sounds. I will say that, unfortunately, we do not know all 12. Yeah. We don't know all 12. We don't right. know all 12. Is we there... Do... Yeah. Well, sorry, continue. Well, no, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to overload you. Um, no, no, no. Fo- I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly the loaded. The four I mentioned, of course, if you're always perfectly loaded. That's why I agreed to be on this podcast because you are constantly, completely ready and loaded. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no, no. Uh, my, my like kind of second question, cause that answers my question, mm-hmm. professor, uh, is there, you mentioned those sounds, yes. rain falling, baby laughing, yes. different baby laughing. Mm-hmm. Is there something special about special sounds? Like what makes it special? Like, like what makes it special? So, I mean, I would say, and this, you know, some, some things are subjective, right? We, we have our perceptions mm-hmm. of the world and our mm-hmm. perceptions of the world are limited to our experiences and our senses. And as I think we've already sort of made clear, our senses are very limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have our limited perceptions and our senses and we build the world around us. And so my, uh, my view might be slightly different, although we do our best to nail down as much concrete facts about mm-hmm. the world that we can we write them down in books we throw those books at people and we say read, read this, this fact yeah, yeah. yes yes i chose those 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 uh, four sounds of of the 12 that exist of the only eight that we know mm-hmm. uh i think they're the sweetest yeah they're cute Just, yeah you know yeah i like yeah, i like i like me ni- the, i like me the cute sounds yeah yeah that's nice that's yeah. really nice is thinking a form of hearing though like right now i can hear myself ask this question but i'm also thinking quite a bit actually while i'm saying this and i can hear that too is that why my thoughts are sad this is such a good question thank you so much for bringing this up because Mm -hmm. technically yes that's your thoughts are a bit sad um but partly because of the spidey's dance around you is probably a wee bit uh, just a wee bit sad but right, um, right. we perceive things like as I said differently, yeah. So when you're out dancing in the club, yeah, you might notice, well that person's not a very good dancer. Actually, they're an amazing dancer, but they hear a different song. 
Okay. Wow. We are all di- hearing different musics at different times at the same time. It's kind of like, wow. It's kind of like, um, you know, people say like, what if my version of red is like the same, mm. your version of red? Yes. Like we all talk about that all the time. Yes, exactly. Your version of mm. twist and shout is different from my version of twist and shout. Well, that is some fascinating it's stuff. It's very interesting. Thank you for explaining that all to me. I want to, this is kind of, um, <clears throat> so as a surprise, I mean, you kind of knew, knew it, so this is uh, not really a surprise for you, but this is kind of a segue to our next segment where we have a professor discuss today's topic with another leader in the field. Um, and I'd like to ring them up now, and then we'll come back uh, when we have him. Perfect, um, perfect. So, yeah. Thank you um, so much, Scott Bug, for explaining you're all welcome. that. I would like to add real quick, um, mm-hmm. You, I just wanted to compliment your brilliant mind. Um, it's inqu- oh, it's inquisitive, you. it's curious, and it's so sharp. Aside from some of the bad questions, I will say, right. but uh, th- what you are describing, your thoughts, yeah, that is the current theory for what the ninth sound is. Oh, right. We have not proven like, it. Thinking as a form of hearing. Yes, there is there is some evidence to show that. So congratulations, just just by your mere curiosity, you have hypothesized what so many sound scientists have been working on for literally millennia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You don't know how much that means. Uh, I'm going to call up our next guest and we're going to have a conversation. Excellent. Okay. We're back today. We have the pleasure of calling up General Erstwhile McTavish, a scientist adventurer who uses archaeology and asking around to find out about and catalog extinct and endangered sounds. At the University of Scottish Soundings and Catalogs, he is founder and curator of a vast database of sounds that once existed, but are heard no more. His best sounds have been quoted in over 3,000 scientific works, and he has a Dubner Prize in vocational sound. He's this year's runner-up for the Silence Premium and has toured his sonic lectures at the Louvre, the Met, and Lollapalooza. Welcome, General McTavish. Hello, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I should explain, first of all, you're probably hearing my past sounds due to the Doppler effect, but I believe we can still converse. Of course, of course, always. Thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to discuss all of this with you. It's an honor. You're speaking of sounds and quirks of sounds. I've always thought it's fascinating how you and I, Doctor, are both Scottish, yet we sound nothing alike. One of the many mysteries of sound I think about literally every other hour of every every day. Every other hour, right? I think about this shit constantly, yes. Wonderful to be here. As you said, I am an adventurer, gentleman adventurer, and an archivist Mm -hmm. of exotic look noises, or as you might call them, sounds. And I do so Mm -hmm. uh, in the interest of one day hopefully discovering a sound that is not uh, merely a remix of the 12 cardinal sounds. I'm sure the uh, good professor has explained this to you already. Yes. Yes, he has. Yes, of course. Uh, great. Fucking great. Yes, yeah, yes. great. It um, saves me some time. Can we swear on this thing? Yes, you, you, you bet uh, your you behind. Can... 
All right, well, let's not go crazy. Uh, Sorry, my mother had a behind, sir, but understood. Apologies so to So I want to, I just want to field the quest, uh, question to you, uh, General, and then we'll kind of uh, talk about wherever that leads. So your expertise is specifically on kind of the origins of sound, like our earliest sounds that we have recorded. Uh, can you right. talk about that at all? You know, like if you want to talk about it in the last few decades, if you want to start at the beginning, however you want to kind of answer that question. I can't talk about it at all. No, that would be a pretty crappy <laughs> podcast, wouldn't yeah, it? Would. Well, you see, my lad, all sounds ultimately originate from the Big Bang. Every sound is but an echo of the Big Bang. The sounds uh, are all traversed through a vacuum, which means literally anything, any uh, solid liquid gas, plasma, jello. Uh, I find you can capture the essence of a sound if you if the sound transpired right next to gelatin that is in the midst of congealment. This is one of the, mm. this is one of the ripest sources of ancient sounds. People who, or, or objects, or animals, or or vacua that created interesting sounds near congealing gelatin. I I find these gelatins and crack them open to extract the exotic sounds inside. Fascinating. It is, it is That's quite... but one method. Uh, other things can hold on to sounds for later disbursement by uh, adventurers such as myself. Are you familiar with shells? Uh, y- yeah, uh, I believe so, but I'm, I'm just sea my shells. boy. Seashells. Oh, seashells. Seashells. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever put a shell to your ear and heard the ocean inside? Mm-hmm. Well, that's... You- Go, the ocean is inside the shell. There's a very small ocean in oh, there. Wow. And the people who live on the beachfront area, they know a lot about sound. So sometimes I'll ask around. Did you mention I find things out by asking around? Sometimes yeah. I'll ask around and I'll find One out that way. One of the most way. important but, aspects right. of the scientific uh, method, have, yes. Have you seen uh, Demolition Man? The Doctor Science documentary. Yeah, I I know I have. We show it in every elementary school here. Uh, I've I've been teaching in America for right. for, for quite That's a few years now. We do we do show it every every year to every class. There's a famous uh, seashell scene in that film, largely misunderstood, you see. People always think that with the seashells, he was going to wipe his, if you pardon my language, behind. But actually, he was, the demolition man was going to capture the sounds emanating from his bum using the shells. In the future, the intention is to archive sounds proactively so that we won't lose so many, so many classic, wonderful sounds which are already gone. For example, the sound of a tree falling in the woods when no one's around. Mm -hmm. You can't get that sound Mm -hmm. anymore. That sound's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's tragic. Um, you, you, that's why you'll, when you see uh, those on the beach collecting these shells, those are all scientists hard at work trying to collect as many as possible. We use uh, you might your your idea of a, of a laboratory or a laboratory, as they say in De- Detroit. Um, you might uh, envision uh, test tubes, uh, beakers, things things of that nature. These are all replicas of shells. We are trying to recreate these natural tools but in a sterile environment they're not quite as good as shells but again they're more sterile they're safer to use 
in that setting. Um, just a That's fun, right. A fun the number of ear infections I deal with from listening to shells in the wild is truly staggering. The number the, uh, one cause of death among scientists. That's right. Right behind suicide, actually. Yes, of course, but, of course. But that is uh, understood. Of course, of course. But uh, the these glass shells, these shell-like flasks, they do a decent job. I have to say, I'm old school, you know? I like to get out in the field and really... I'll be uh, in, like, a trapped area, and I'll exchange one sound of equal vibratory power with uh, another sound on a sound pedestal of some kind and and recover that sound. I just think it's all about getting out in the field. Leave it to the brainiacs or brainiacs, as you might say it if you're from Detroit, uh, to... To get in the laboratory and and parse out the existing sounds, I want to expand the periodic table of sounds. I want new sounds. I want I want to uh, recover the sound of a Neanderthal saying the word Neanderthal. That's rare. I bet. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Surely. After I all, mean, what is right. an echo but a pale imitation of? Of a sound once made, and that's not what I'm looking for. I want to live, damn it! I need to live! Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The real thing. I think this is an excellent demonstration of the value of all different fields of science, yeah. As, we, as we've discussed, you know, one, uh, one main point of the scientific method is asking around. Now, I can ask around on my, my campuses, my campuses that I work on, um, but it does not beat going out into the field, getting your hands dirty, asking you know, getting, getting on a rickety bridge, falling down grasping on to that rickety bridge, pulling yourself up with your strength, reaching out your hand, having somebody grab your hand, pulling you up, and then asking them something about sounds. That is a real science work that I, you know, I, I used to do a bit, you know, when I was younger, uh, got a bit of a bad back these days, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily out doing that kind of work. Right. But right. it's, it's so valuable, and uh, I honestly can't thank uh, Professor McTavish enough for doing it, for even these wild ideas of getting, you know, unheard of sounds, you know, you want to, you want to get all these new sounds. I mean, good luck. We are only up to eight of 12 so far, but eight I do. Known, that's right. Of course, I do. Well, of course, I the do ninth sound, uh, things that you think in your head that you kind of think, maybe I, may, am I hearing that? Is, of course, the proposed ninth sound. I wanted <clears throat> to mention well asking around, because I do welcome anyone with an interest in sound archival to, uh, you know, jump into the fray. It's not something you need to agree to do, although I have many. But uh, when you're asking around, scientific skepticism is important. So it's not the scientific process is not simply asking, did you hear that? Of course right? not. Of course, of course saying, not. Of course not. It's saying, did you hear that? And then not believing the person mm -hmm. not yes, believing their answer mm -hmm. doubting it doubt is very important yes maybe wearing a mm -hmm. robe or holding a notepad but the important notepad. thing is you you say it with a skeptical chip on it did you hear that though did you i don't did know you if i buy that, that exactly that's very now you sound like a scientist boy that was very very good you did. You Thank could you. be a scientist if you wanted to, just based on. Uh, I didn't take nearly enough school. I, I went into art school. You, you, know? you don't need school. Art is one of the sciences, and I, it's also very. Valuable. I've heard that. I've heard that. My generalship uh, is uh, from an art school. It's honorary. Mm. 
Yes, the, uh, and my generalship is actually a generalship of fine arts from the army of Imagineers. Yeah. At the, the Build-A-Bear Workshop Symposium. At the Build-A-Bear yes. Workshop. Wow. Okay, so I, I got to do I my had, research before. It's where I had my internship. Um, so. Yeah, that's amazing, General. It, it uh, was. You mentioned earlier, <clears throat> General, the uh, searching for new sounds. Is Do you believe, theoretically at least, is there a 13th sound? Well, as I said, all sounds ultimately are echoes and remixes of sounds that originated right. in the Big Bang. As you know, most sounds come from rubbing, uh, vibrating, mm-hmm. or, or smacking. Things can collide, things can rub, things can... Uh, Vibrate. There's some, there's some twisting and pulling involved sometimes as well. Look, but yes. look, damn it, damn it, Professor Scott Bob. We disagree on this point. Colleagues can have friendly disagreements, but this is not of one of them. I think you're yeah. wrong, and I think it's it's amoral what you're saying and what you're teaching people. Wow, there I couldn't no agree more with that, you. Thank you, sir. That Good you man. are wrong about this, and you couldn't be more wrong. And it is I amoral see. what you are doing, sir. I see you. It's a mere. It's a reverse agreement. Exactly. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I reverse disagree with myself that torsion is not a true sound. It does not originate sound. Torsion is merely the see, the act of of twisting something creates such wrinkles at the point of twistion that it it expands surface area exponentially. What you're hearing are tiny little echoes. The sound is getting caught in the little valleys created by the torsion. Yet again, it, it's a smacking. It's where, a smacking where, where disguised as a torsion. Where did the point of come from? Where did it come? Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. l- l- let's let's. We're not going to solve the history of sound in a podcast. Fair enough. That's fair, fair enough. So, fair enough. Uh, let me deflect this a little bit to someone. There are several papers. I- on both sides, and I will just leave it at that. On both sides, exactly. On both sides. I, let's. Hey, let's, hey, uh, and and listen to this. Guess what this is? It's the sound of me twisting them. Oh, what's that? You don't hear anything. Exactly. Twisting exactly, in, oh, twisting right, in the wind, which is one of the four sounds I've already mentioned, okay? Right, wind is right. a form of sliding, which is a subset of rubbing, and you know it. Well, look, right. let's talk about someone we can all disagree <clears throat> with, which is uh, this new branch of science. I believe it's called the Sonic Earth Theory, <laughs> uh, made popular <laughs> by Professor Quigley Farnswoot, uh, who said that the first sounds, general, uh, that were, were made well before your first sonic dating place them. Uh, what would you say to you know uh, Professor Quigley's Farnsnoot, or if uh, he if he was here? When does, I, when does he say that they were made? When when I need to know when. Uh, he, if I am understanding the theory correctly, he's saying that they were made a lot sooner, and it wasn't actually the the, the origin wasn't actually the Big Bang. Listen, Sonny Jim, and I'm sorry to unleash the full force of my wrath on you, but. Uh, you are but the messenger, but I. Uh, this is the primary reason I'm here today, to tell Professor Farnswoot to his face's ear, I have unleashed a special killing sound that will find you oh, wow. in a quiet moment and cause your heart to explode. 
Merely if the sound reaches your eardrum, it resonates at such a frequency. It's like how you can bring down a building with, what are they, resonance, architectural resonance, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it's specially designed to implode the heart of Professor Farnswoot. I fully support this sound that you've sent. I want to say it's incredibly irresponsible of Professor Farnswood to be mentioning this. And honestly, Mr. Epperson, it is actually dangerous and irresponsible of you to have even brought it up. I do not think we should send the killing sound to you, but I am warning you. I would prefer if we bleed the last four, four and a half minutes of the podcast. I would support that. Um, Well, that's two professors... Threatening the life of a third. A professor um, and a general, sure. That's A right. general. I apologize, general. I, I think uh, I think that third professor, that can be in quotes as well. All right. We're all, yeah, we're that, all familiar <laughs> with Quigley's work. Uh, this, is, this is fun. Uh, this, I have a question for both of you to get us off that topic. Uh, what do Thank you think God. the... Thank What goodness. do you think is the most important sound in history? The sound of a, of a person falling in love for the first time. Wow. Sounds like this. Mm. Beautiful. That's a beautiful sound. It's for me. <laughs> Can I give two? <laughs> I've, I've, I've recalled a good one that I really like also. The sound of a, of a judge killing a baby, but for a good reason. It's very rare. Very the why rare. of it is important. The baby did something to deserve it. You can hear it. That's part of it. King Solomon came close. He didn't kill mm-hmm. a baby for a good reason. He and didn't of, kill a baby. And of course, people killing babies for bad reasons, that's a dime a dozen. But a good, right. a baby who deserved it. Also, rave music, I think, is very good. Like the electronic music that kids play. Yes. Yes. Is, yes it rave, rave music, yeah. Uh, and what is sound if not strings and flashing lights in the floor and ceiling? Professor well, Scott knows this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that a little earlier. The it's fascinating. At, the lights trigger your neurons in such a way that you interpret it as music. But that's, it's just, it's just the DJ, man. It's beautiful. Yeah. The beautiful Who's DJ, the man. dog now, man? You know, it's interesting they call him DJs. It's just now occurring to me. It's probably been obvious to you guys, but wow, as a layperson, uh, a DJ spins, a spider spins a web. Now the, you've This is got all it. designed, right? This they, they, The words came from each other. Am I wrong about that? Um, this Well, I wouldn't say they came from each other. It's one of those amazing... Uh, Magnificent sort of coincidences, we we call them. Uh, where, uh, yeah. It's serendipital adipidus. Yes, exactly. Really. Another, if we're going to if we're going to get really technical, yes, of course. Thank you, General. Um, but these are these are two separate events. This language evolved separately, and it turns out, yes, they are very similar. They do mean similar things, but it was not on purpose. It's simply the way the universe works. Sometimes, mm. when mm. things happen, and another thing God, I'm happens. sick of the little dance those wee spiders do. Is that just me? Can I say this? Is this You're too tired hard of, of a sound. take? I'm tired of the dance, the little dance those wee spiders do. Right. This is not. This is yeah. an emer- This is an emerging 
opinion within the scientific Everyone community. Everyone else it's seems to think it's fun. I don't think it's that fun. It's a fun little dance, General. It's become tedious. It's quotidian. It it's doesn't mundane matter. to me. It, it, that's fine. I'm over that's it. fine that it is mundane to you, but the spiders still clearly love it. They're having a fun time doing it. It's fun to watch them have the fun. I don't know how else a person can explain this to you. It's not about your feelings about it. It's about their feelings about it. And their feelings are, this is a fun little dance. Fair enough. But, uh, hey, kudos to you, host. Uh, by the way, it takes a lot of people a lot longer to figure out that DJs are actually giant spiders. And that's a fundamental rule of sound that I think you have to right. intuit for yourself. <clears throat> it's not something you, you can be taught in a, in a school or a <clears throat> laboratory. No. You're right, right. It, well, honestly, you guys taught me it just by talking about it. But, like... I kind of had to get there it's myself. The, I guess the I know discovery. what you're Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can't learn. Yeah. It's like learning a date. You're not going to learn that date and remember it. You're not going to learn that DJs right. are spiders and just remember it. We are it. the two neurons, and you're the you're the gap between them, through mm. which the arc of learning flows. Yes. You're the synapse, mm. boy. The vacuum. You're, yeah. you're the vacuum of goop. You're quite literally yes. the vacuum, and yes. I'm storing I'm sounds in you. Even as we speak, my past sounds mm -hmm. are worming their way into you, and your flesh is absorbing them in such a way they, they mm -hmm. could be extracted thousands of years from now mm. by one of our descendants, an adventurer like myself, could like find Jurassic your... Park. Right, your desiccated remains, and ask around about, has anyone heard any sounds coming from this? There's a lump, mm -hmm. this pile of bones, forgotten bones of a hated man. Has anyone heard any sounds from? Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll get interviewed on a podcast, you know? Yeah, well, whatever they have in the future, you know. Podcast. Right. right. Po podcast, I'm going podcast, to assume podcasts. Uh, there were podcasts thousands of years ago. It's be, It would be foolish to assume that there would be something other than podcasts a thousand years from now. Well, I've got to hope. I'm so dedicated to sound. I gouged out my eyes. Mm -hmm. yes. I uh, caulked my nose. Yes. And I can't feel. I forget how I did that. I think I shevered something in my brain. Now I can't feel. So That's... I'm all sound, baby. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you something. It's like a sensory deprivation tank. Are you familiar? It yeah. heightens your other... It heightens... Now all I am is a mouth with ears. And I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything. That's I'll commitment. tell you the main thing. I can't see that stupid dance the little spiders do anymore. They're still doing but the dance, General. They're still doing the dance. You cannot avoid the dance. And I understand dance. it's fun to them. I understand that. Okay. And, Frank, and if I can be honest, I'm happy for them because they deserve it. But uh, nevertheless, I'm glad I gouged my eyes out and I can't see them. It's made adventuring, I don't want to say easier, but... Mm. I don't know if I'm injured, so I can just do things and go on adventures, you know? <laughs> Unless I hear someone say, oh my God, his bone is I... jabbing out of his leg. I don't know what's going on, so it's fine. Yes, right. you've, you you've, you've heightened your bravery, is what you've done. Increased bravery for your science. <laughs> it's right. sound and fury signifying my bravery. That's absolutely right. This is something that I've noticed in reading your your many books. Um, I've started to realize now, that you, you kind of my my mini books, right? My little yeah. tiny books. Yes, I like books. to create. I've published four, 
Not that many. Mm-hmm. Little wee books. And I'll be honest. Little wee books. They were designed originally for the spiders, but the spiders had no interest. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking to uh, market them to little Humans. people who enjoy oh, the little read. Little people. Okay. Well, people I... with small eyes on the small end of the eye spectrum. I used a microscope. And or there's... you can use a microscope or glasses. Or you can look, mm-hmm. you know what you can do for the cheap version? Look through binoculars backwards. Oh, I didn't even, wow. That's a, that's way easier. That's the anyway, easiest way to look sound. inside yourself. Yes. About sounds, there's a passage in your first book, General, called Grunts and Gruntels. Yes. Sure. Uh, where you specify <laughs> yes, the sounds yeah. made possibly uh, by different, quote, grumbies at the beginning of the first grun spell and their emphatic grumbles would be ostracized by the grun court. Their lives would be harsh, brutish, and without sound, end quote. Uh, now, what you just espoused in this podcast is saying that, like, uh, you're kind of fed up with the spiders. Is there any parallel here? Are, are we, do you think we're leaving now on a repeat of this first grun spell? Do you think that there's lessons to be learned? Well, uh, obviously, these days, uh, we live in what I'd call, by my standards, like a very soft, a soft society. You know, helicopter mm-hmm. parents and the like. Our right. kids, uh, uh, everyone today, you know, if you polled the children, of course they're going to say, oh, it's a shame. It's a shame what happened to the Grumbies during the last mm-hmm. grunt spell. And I think a lot of that comes down to the the Disney movie. That mm-hmm. made uh, Grumbies look like the voice of the swamps, you know, the embodiment of the swamps and the natural right. uh, is sort of like anthropomorphized. But let's be clear here. We needed mm-hmm. to extract those sounds from the Grumbies. We needed them in right. order to understand. Right. That's how we discovered three of the four sounds we've even nailed down mm-hmm. with the screams mm-hmm. of dying Grumbies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's ridiculous uh to, to shed a tear for the Grumbies. And let's not forget, Grumbies is just a euphemism for human children that we use to make ourselves feel right. better about it. And frankly, it worked. I feel fine about it. <clears throat> Professor Scott Bug, do you feel that history's awful treatment of different Grumbies uh, is warranted? Um, I mean, I, I couldn't have quite said it better than uh, the general just now. I will try. Great. Um, so what... It's about right. the science. We've yeah, learned yeah. the science. We've gained the uh-huh. science. And now that science belongs to us. There are still grumbies. Mm. All right. We're not going. We didn't get rid of them. We simply caused them great immeasurable pain. Right. Right. There but is a we pair have the of breeding grumbies in the Detroit Zoo right now. So don't exactly. come crying to me about the grumbies. You can go look at a grumbie if you want to right now. You can Google them. You can look them up, you can go to a zoo, you can point at them, you can toss your little snacks at them, and they'll gobble them up. The filthy, filthy grumbies will gobble And you know what else up. you can do? You can go to bed resting assured that we, we know roughly one-third of the sounds that exist. That's, that's, that's amazing that to me. That is quite that's something. That's yes, exactly. That's an achievement that's... for all mankind. I, never, I guess I never really thought about it that way. But think about it this way. My lad, that uh-huh. means there's still eight more sounds to hear. Eight more. So there's many more grumbies to punish. 
I think I, characterizing it as punishing them, I think, is missing the I point. Take is, okay. I take Very issue with that. I take issue with that. We should grum- mistreat what, the Grumbies. What are the organs and guts and, and bones and dirt and stuff of a Grumby, if not vacuum? Aren't we just we right. collecting just vacuums, vacuum yes. Through which the sound right. must travel? Or what was even the point in the end, really? Yeah, the ends justify the means. I could have said it better I, myself, but I'll refrain because it's your show and I don't want to make you sound well, stupid. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I, I am but a humble vacuum. I will, I will, I, I, I'll I will try to rephrase that. What really that irks me is that the internet has turned that grumpy into a symbol of hate speech. I don't understand fully how that happened. It's well, over, was, overnight is disgusting. Grumpy used to be that, a very cheerful <clears throat> character. Now some of the shit I've seen online is terrifying. There's uh there was that meme I didn't want to mention it but now that you kind of alluded to it General McTavish where you know uh you're in a hazmat oh, the, suit the spiders. and you're you're petting tiny spiders with your microphone mm. yeah, right. yeah the spiders yes that meme uh it's not that flattering it's probably not the worth of time but like how do you deal with that kind of attention has this internet craze affected your work at all I mean I try not to let it obviously usually I'm uh mm. asking around near dig sites so you'd be surprised how few people know the meme in uh you know in the jungles of the amazon but mm. when i do return to civilization to accept awards earn uh, honorary doctorates and the like i you know i try to do field work and 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 collect sounds i wouldn't normally be exposed to so yes I was rubbing my microphone against the spiders while they did their wee little dance. And no, that's not why I'm over it. It wasn't that a lot of people speculate that's the reason that I decided I no longer had fun with the fun little dance, but that has nothing to do with it. I was simply trying to catalog the sound the wee spiders made when I rubbed my uh, doctoral grade microphone against their Uh wee little hairs. <clears throat> Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you. I, I know you said that before. It's just I, I think I said it before. I'll say it again. But if you approach me on the street and you get mouthy about it, I'm mm-hmm. going to punch you in the nose. Just a smack. Just the sound of a smack. Yeah. I'll release yeah. it from my satchel. We call that the scientist's gesture. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, a quick smack wanna... in the mouth. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to um, segue uh, a little bit, and this is for both of you, so please stay on the line if you'd like to, um, General. We have some questions from Twitter. These are questions taken from the at Pro- Prof Scott Bug, P-R-O-F-S-C-O-T-T-B-U-G. Still not verified, by the way. It's still not verified, but that's this show's Twitter handle. We release questions every week or so before we record, and viewers like you... Uh, and listeners like you can follow us and ask Mr. Scott Bugging guests uh, what's viewers of the look sounds the big questions featured the look, the look noise. So I'll start Sorry, with the first you. one. Uh, at knees and balls tweets, why does helium gas make me sound like a mouse? And is inhaling helium dangerous? Well, it's really tiny, yeah. Mm-hmm. Helium is the smallest gas, yeah. Mm-hmm. You put, you it's actually one of the smallest vacuums of all vacuums. Also true, yeah. You take a tiny thing, yeah. you put it inside, you're going to be sounding like a little mouse, aren't you? 
That's right. It's because tiny. the molecules in your lungs, which form the vacuum that allows the sound to escape, they're going to look at that helium molecule coming in. They're going to say, hey, mm-hmm. that's pretty neat. That's new. That's fresh. And what is it? What's novel about it? It's small. Like a mouse. So it's really, it's a bit of a popularity contest mm-hmm. within the makeup of your body. They welcome it. They welcome the new. They welcome the new little tiny little thing, and then they show it around. And some of them, they get a little bit scared. And they're like, ah, they scream. They scream their tiny little noises, and those come out of your lungs. When you open your <clears> mouth, <throat> what you're <throat> hearing is just little tiny screams of neighbors showing each other around the neighborhood that is your lungs. That's right. <clears throat> but see, you're in much in the same way music is created. You hear it, and then you uh, retroactively decide that it was human speech. But you're actually just emitting the screams of a tiny little culture. Yes, and your interpretation mm. makes it make a bit more sense. Um, mm. I would say that uh, inhaling helium is the opposite of dangerous. It's actually dangerous to not inhale helium at least once a week. Um, mm. You know, that's I. I uh, sorry to knees and balls, but that's a silly question. We would learn this in primary school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question or tweet, I should say. Uh, at Big Nasty Science Guy asks, "I'm a sound engineer." and work in minus decibel environments. I sometimes hear my own heartbeat and stomach. How does this work? Uh, Well, first of all, I'll say it's not supposed to work like that. You need to switch your ears to plus. Yeah. Right, Uh, right. I could have taken that one. (laughs) uh, I mean, for for real. Um, You would think a sound engineer would know such a thing. But yeah, switch switch your ears to plus. Any tattoo shop or piercing parlor can do that for you they have the tools needed to dig around in there and switch it to plus but Mm -hmm. also what you're hearing are your organs plotting escape (laughs) it's something that it's something organs do and i know a lot of people it concerns you but i just let it slide they don't have appendages. They can't move. They have very little power in the situation. If your stomach, believe me, your stomach needs you more than you need it. If I cut your stomach out and left it on the floor, it's not getting very far. So it's a lot of bark and bluster, but I don't think you need to worry too much. Just get your ears set right. You're a sound engineer, for God's for sake. For crying out loud, yes. <laughs> But no, it's just your organs want out. They consider living within you a form of chattel slavery. That's all. Mm. Nothing to be concerned about. Fruitless endeavor, though, as we pointed out. Yeah. Uh, next tweet. At uh, Bridget tweets asks, sometimes sound Sounds is scary. Sounds like an idiot, can I just say. <laughs> I immediately hate this person. Go on. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sound is scary. Why? You're a coward. Mm-hmm. I think it speaks to your fundamental lack of of, of bravery. Yeah, you're a coward. No yeah. no curiosity, no interest in scientifics, absolutely no interest in bewilderments, clearly. If you it's s- people like Bridget tweets that hold the field back. This is you ask why is there no thirteenth sound? Bridget this tweets This is why. This is why probably actively hiding it from us. I I, 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 I would not reasons. be surprised if it turns out that this at Bridget Tweets person was funded by certain companies which I could name that should all be put on trial for crimes against humanity mm-hmm. in order to create this sort of this fearful atmosphere around sounds. It's disgusting. I reject it. They want it. you to fear sound. Yes, they do. They don't because sound if sound is the one thing they can't control. It's free. Mm-hmm. 
A sound spreads from its origin point in every direction through any vacuum. You cannot stop the Big Bang from having happened. You cannot stop sounds from echoing from that Big Bang. Even if you used, let's say you used a time machine and went back of course to, to before the big bang to stop it mm. to end all the origin of all sounds guess what smart guy you'd be making a time machine sound oh exactly like that like That's exactly like that most Did, scientists agree that is a time machine sound we have several recordings of this I feel like I've heard this recording this is in a class known before factor. <laughs> this is known and so you'd be making a sound even in your destruction of sound, there is sound. So just shut up. Just you know? shut up. <laughs> just shut just up. Just shut up. All right, next tweet. At comfan69 asks, I'm deaf in one ear from a horrible car accident. I can hear fine from my other ear. Why two ears? Why one horse is what I say. I ride a minimum of three horses at any time. At any time, I'm horse riding, that is. For redundancy? A backup, a redundancy horse. And Mm -hmm. this is coming from a seasoned adventurer. If you're you're seeking sounds in some godforsaken desert, you don't want to get stuck there with less than 6 to 14 horses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's exactly, that's Mm -hmm. exactly it. When I go to work... When I go to my work on campus, you know, I get out of my 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 education pod. I have I have my pod of education coffee, and I go outside. I strap my feet onto two different hedgehogs, and on my back, I put two other hedgehogs in case anything else happens. And then right. I'm glidden to work. It's just no. called math. Glidden? Yes. Glidden to work. Yes, they glide me to work. I'm glidden. Oh, you're glidden to work. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Now, yeah. the, the other thing about uh, why two ears, and I do believe this is an important point, uh, this, is, this creates, by interpreting different sounds as they enter your ears in different times and different spaces, your brain can actually assemble the information to create three-dimensional localized Sound and I, this is actually true. I think, <laughs> not that that's weird. We're scientists, so the things we of say course, are, are largely true. Of course, everything we say is true. So, I don't so but if you only have the one ear, right? It's much like only having one eye. You're losing your depth perception, so right. you only hear flat sound. So, is where I might hear uh, a whale song, a beautiful plaintive whale song. Nice round timber. Someone with one ear would just hear the sound that a a whale you had crushed into two dim- in like with a, a steamroller. Yes, exactly. The sound mm-hmm. it would make, which is more of a very flat, mundane like tea kettle sound, like a, a flat whale. Not yeah. as deep. Yes, exactly. That's very good. Yes. It lacks. It's if you're all about that base, forget about it. Your life is ruined essentially. It um, lack. It lacks mm-hmm. character. You can't you can't hear if uh if your if your stomach is is plotting to escape from your body from within or without mm. right you could be hear it you could be hearing your stomach plotting with your heart to escape your body surprise the camera wheels around they're already out of your body they're mocking you by giving you a false sense of security your stomach strangles you with your own aorta mm. This has mm. happened to 
many, many of my students, colleagues, assistants. So, you know, I'm not just making this up. This is real world stuff. Mm -hmm. There are many dangers of, 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 particularly your field, but I think all all scientific fields have this um, occasion when, uh, particularly, usually it's your stomach and your heart plotting to to escape your body, and sometimes they do. Uh, We have an entire cemetery um, uh, devoted to just this exact cause of death. It is tragic. Uh, It's important. Um, I I feel like we should put some links um, along when we post this podcast for places. Yeah, yeah, I'll find. Thank you. Yeah, Uh, let me know if, yeah. And if you Uh, do have one ear, for God's sake, set it to minus. It's literally the only situation where it's meant to be minus, okay? Mm -hmm. You are the exception. And I want to also say, uh, on behalf of the pod, uh, um, we're sorry to hear about your horrible car accident. All right. So the next tweet, uh, sure, this guy, sure, why not? Uh, at Bill Nye tweets, if there's sound, why can't I see it? This absolute freak will not leave me alone. He has asked me this question Every single day of my entire life, since I was a baby, this man, again, this freak, has been tweeting at me and tweeting at me. If there's sound, why can't I see it? He should know this. I've explained it to him. I am not going to dignify this with another response. Good day to this man. Right. I think he's a troll. Uh, he is absolutely a troll. To... He's been bothering yeah. me since I've been a baby. Trying oh. to laugh. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to make just the sweetest laughter of a mm-hmm. sound. And he will not let this go. General, has there uh, Well, been... simply put, long story short, I mean, if someone's listening who really does not know the answer, it, it's simple in a nutshell. Your eyes are vacuums, but not that kind of vacuum. It's so simple. It's uh, so simple. So, he uh, knows. Yeah, if he this knows. freak is asking you this more than once, I think he's got a screw loose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Couldn't agree mm-hmm. more. I'm sorry. He's in danger of one ear falling off if his ear he's screws loose. going to have to set that other ear to minus if you ask me. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank I'm you. I'm sorry. I would really like to kick this man's behind. I'm done. It's sorry. Uh, no, we'll, no. Trust. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll stop asking questions from him, or tweets from him. Uh, if he, I, if this username ever comes up again in the future, I would say this entire show's a dismal failure. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I would say so too. You can't let scum like this through the filter, man. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. got, and if if I may just break character here to say, you've got Professor Scott Bug here. This is an honor. Lad, Sonny Jim, mm-hmm. you know? Thank you, you, General. You alone get to speak to... I have expertise only in the field of sound and the little spiders and the wee dance they do. Professor Scott Bog got me into science. He's the one right, who right. knows all of the bewilderments and each scientific, each mathematics, each biology is. He mm-hmm. knows the entire... So. It's just I, been a great, I, yeah. it's a great honor to be here, and I hope um, he that if you don't live all up, of us that's right. It's an inspiration. Yeah. Yes. yeah, he inspires all of us to be better. And thank you, thank you, uh, absolutely. You humble thank you me. both. Uh, I want to thank General McTavish for joining us. General McTavish, are there any comedians, websites, or shows you wish to plug for any reason whatsoever? I love comedy. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that gets me through 
those stupid wee dance that those <laughs> doing that I just hate is uh, the humor of Brian Regan. So yes, that, I'll plug Brian Regan. <laughs> It's he he's it's the kind of stand-up that's competently assembled, but he's not gonna say cross words like behind. The worst you'll get is crummy or nuts. Fun for the whole family. Brian Regan. Brian Regan. Uh, I'd like to thank our Twitter followers and all commenters throughout the internet. Your input is invaluable. <clears throat> this program was made in parts by the following organizations. PBS, NBC, CSNBC, Fox, NPR, Fox, FX, Showtime, HBO, MSNBC, CNN, Bravo, Sci-Fi, Turner Classic Movies, AMC, Showtime Fox, CBS, and affiliates. This broadcast was brought to you by YHNBC, ABA, ACAB, FBSC, JRNBC, GoDaddy, and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. This concludes another episode of Bewilderments and Scientifics. I've been and continue to be Abe Epperson. Thank you again, professors, for joining us. Hi everyone, Abe again. This podcast was a collaboration between the creators of Some More News and Small Beans. If you like this podcast, please stop by patreon.com slash smallbeans, where you will get new episodes early, as well as exclusive content provided by Small Beans. Thank you, Cody Johnson, Katie Stoll, and every one of you. We love you!